Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Invoking Witchcraft. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Britton, also known as Archaic Honey on Instagram. And we are also here with... Jay Allen Cross, also known as at Oregon Wood Witch on Instagram. I love how we're always like, hey, also on Instagram, like that's part of our identity. (laughs) Like nobody knows who the hell we are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that's us. They probably don't, but that's fine. We're going to pretend. Yeah. So how are you doing, Jay? I am doing good. Now, this Mercury in retrograde that we are currently in, because we are speaking to people in the future from the past, because you guys will probably be listening to this episode in several weeks from now. But we're currently in the middle of like Mercury in retrograde that is in between two eclipses. And it's very clearly that is happening. Um, Just everything is fucked just from the floor up. And I had, because I'm this type of person, I decided to have my very first book signing in the middle of Mercury retrograde and the eclipse season, which was a little bit like trying to sign books in a war zone, but it actually worked out really wonderfully. Um, We had a small snafu with the books not coming in in time, meaning we didn't have any books for the book signing. But luckily, I do feel like everything is kind of working out really beautifully, even if it's all very messed up. So Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people that showed up had already purchased books or or had books sent to them by me, which was really wonderful. And it it was a great experience. I did it um, at Woo PDX. If anyone here is in the Portland, Oregon area, I did it up at Woo in Kenton. Um, Shout out to Lauren. And it, it was, it was really nice doing that simply because There was more people than we had expected, which was good, but also not so many that I was overwhelmed, you know, as a person who is not great with socializing with other humans to have like a giant group of people mob me is like my idea of a nightmare. So, (laughs) so it was nice to be able to like actually get to talk with people, get to know people here, you know, how the book impacted them and affected them and and whatnot. So that, that was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. How have you been doing? Oh, dang, you know, two eclipses, Mercury retrograde, it's just been, uh, it's been all up in my head, this Mercury retrograde, been dealing with, um, you know, to be real with y'all, been dealing with some anxieties and whatnot. Um, and then just, you know, things kind of getting derailed and a little mixed up and whatnot. And it seems like for this eclipse season, it's like everyone I talk to is like dealing with some heavy shit or just like dealing with high anxiety. And it seems like there's just, we've been blanketed in this like dark cloud of anxiousness Mm -hmm. and depression and whatnot through this uh, eclipse and Mercury retrograde. So I have been doing um, a lot of spiritual cleansing and upkeep during this time Mm -hmm. uh, to keep myself, you know, keep myself, uh, refreshed and cleansed and remember my place and things and whatnot. And I keep reminding myself, God's plan, God's plan. I am God's not in plan. control here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's going to happen or it's not like, it's so funny that there are 10 years ago, the way that I thought my life would be is drastically different than it is now. And so, but also in a very good way. And so I I always keep in mind that the future is probably not going to look anything like I either think it's going to look like or that I'm worried it's going to look like, because it's probably going to be way different than anything that my brain is going to try and conjure up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you just got to... I'm I'm in a very Jesus take the wheel place these days where I'm yes. like, just it's just, it's all going to, it's all going to work out in one way or another, probably not the way that I expected, but it, it will work out. Exactly. That's where I'm at too. Just, just let God, let God take control. I can't think of the words right now. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. My brain is not completely online right now. Um, but I am drinking my coffee. 
But um, another thing that I wanted to share with our audience um, that we haven't, I don't think we've discussed here is uh, I am going to be writing a book and um, I'm under, I signed a contract and I'm underway of writing a book right now. So y'all can that expect. That is so exciting. Y'all can ex- I know. That's crazy. I never, like you were saying, and 10 years ago, I would have never thought this would have happened. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so that's something I'm working on right now. And um, it's, it's a wild process. So hopefully, hopefully, if I meet my deadlines, there should be something out by this time next year. You are going to do wonderfully. I have read your work before. You were an excellent writer. I have... <laughs> No concerns about you. And and let me tell you, I am one of the few writers that I at my publishing company that actually does make my deadline. So if you miss your deadline, you are in good company. Just writers in general, especially I think occult writers are are not always very timely. So just, right. just aim in that area. Right. Yeah, you got that Virgo in you. But I'm oh all a- I'm all Aries. So hopefully I just like just lay it out on the paper, send in my manuscript, and then see what happens. So that Aries energy is like writing the entire manuscript the three days before it's due, but also mm-hmm. like nailing it. So <laughs> thriving under that pressure. Right. So y'all, we're going to be talking about everyday magic today, which I think for this time period, even though y'all are going to be listening to this episode in the future, Right now, it's a great time to be thinking about every day, just 24 hours at a time, thinking about our days and being present to them and the magic that we can do in those 24 hours. Absolutely. And it's just the little stuff. And and sometimes, you know, we get a lot of questions about being like, oh, like, you know, how do I find time for my daily practice? And how do I um, how do I stay connected with this work? And and the truth is, is by simply living it all day, every day. It's and it's not about setting aside time to go into a ritual room and do specific ritual things as part of your quote daily practice. It's more about making your everyday things, the little things into, into something magical, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is super important because it doesn't always have to be super fancy. It can be small. Some days we're dealing with things like being overwhelmed because we have to write a book or because we have a bunch of anxiety or because we simply don't want to today. (laughs) Those are all very valid reasons to not do big magic every day because it's, it's generally unnecessary, just a little, little bit every day and you should Mm -hmm. be good. Mm -hmm. So the place I like to start with this is of course your morning coffee. That's generally most people's first ritual of the day is morning coffee, which is maybe also your your nemesis at this point. <laughs> it's it's a love hate relationship over here. I am a coffee fiend, um, and it's it's been a little too much lately. I'm pretty sure I self induced anxiety attack the other day by by drinking seven cups of coffee in a day. Is that's oh my god, that would murder me. I cannot right. have a half a cup of coffee, let alone seven. I mean, a normal person probably <laughs> doesn't do this to themselves, but here I am, you know, just chugging away. I buy my coffee from a roaster in Yahats, Oregon, that's on mm-hmm. the coast. Beautiful little town, and there's a, an amazing roaster there called Green Salmon. So if you're ever traveling the Oregon coast and you pass through Yahats, stop at Green Salmon. Get yourself a Cashmere Express um, drink. Ooh. It's so good. It's filled with spices, um, honey, and yeah, sorry, just a random plug for a coffee shop. Cashmere Express. <laughs> they used to call me that back in the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, mostly. Um, <laughs> but that does sound delicious. Oh, it's fantastic. So yeah, big, that's where I get my coffee. So I have like, I have like six pounds of coffee in my cabinet right now. Um, I order it out here to Eastern Oregon. And coffee is a huge ritual for me. How about you? Is it a big part of your? It used to be I'm off coffee now because I am just full of the anxieties constantly. um, And I don't definitely don't need that help. But I, I have found out I had to get off of caffeine completely for a while. But recently I found out that I can do like a black tea or a green tea or something that's caffeinated, but but won't 
hit me like a freight train so much. So that's something mm-hmm. I've been working on. So we have kind of like this, this morning, this morning beverage ritual that, that we have going on either way. Right. And is there anything that you do with this sometimes to make it magical? I mean, I know it's very early in the morning, so it's probably not super exciting, but you know, is there something that, that we do to kind of jazz this up a little? You know, I feel that coffee itself or themselves, you know, because sometimes we use things like coffee or tobacco or other plants that we forget that they are a plant. I forget Mm. a lot of the time. So sometimes it's like we see these beans and we're like, yeah, they're just beans, but it's a, it's a plant and plant Mm. magic. So, you know, what does coffee do for us? It, it, it gives us some vitality. It gives us zippiness. It wakes us up. It energizes us. So that's magic in and of itself. And then adding to that, Oh gosh, I could talk forever about this. (laughs) <laughs> I I make uh, these butter coffees. I don't know if you've... Have you ever had butter coffee? No, but I'm curious and slightly aroused. Tell me more. Okay. So I, I take it... Uh, I go the extra mile with my coffee. Um, so there was bullet coffee with like... Um, I want to say it's like with keto people, people who do a high fat, high protein diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of became popular several years ago to add coconut oil or butter to your coffee. So what I do is I make my coffee in an AeroPress, mm-hmm. which is a press uh, for your coffee. And then I add in um, half and half. And then I add in a little bit of butter, grass-fed butter. And then I sprinkle cinnamon in it and maybe a dash of cardamom. And then the magic trick is you take that and you put it into one of those bullet blenders, you know, like the magic bullet blenders Uh and you, you blend it for a few minutes and it becomes this like emulsified, creamy, foamy, magical concoction. And it's, I'm addicted to them and I love them so much. (laughs) That sounds amazing. So I start my day with that. So looking at what I'm putting in it, um, I add cinnamon and cardamom for the most Mm -hmm. part are the two that I go for. Cardamom in coffee, if you have not tried it, so good. Um, Lavender also can go in coffee. I've also heard of folks Mm -hmm. using rosemary in coffee and that that's pretty good, but I've never tried that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thinking about what cinnamon can do for us, it can imbue us with luck. Mm -hmm. Um, It can attract money. It can spice up love and whatnot. And then cardamom also does the love stuff as well. um, Big time. It really does. See, sometimes when we think of things like potions, we always think of something that's like very elaborate that you need some like bubbling vessels for and like all of this stuff, but it can be as much as adding cinnamon and cardamom to your coffee and then, you know, drawing love to you or giving it to somebody who, you know, you would like to have a relationship with and see if it Mm -hmm. maybe warms something up in them, you know, things like that. You know, potions can be very, very simple a lot of the Mm -hmm. times And and it can start with your coffee. You know? Right. Yeah. If you want to woo somebody, make them a nice fancy coffee with some cinnamon and cardamom. Go easy on the cardamom, y'all, um, yeah. because it's it's very powerful. And I like to use the seeds, not the pods, because inside the pods are the seeds. So you want to get like the cardamom one that's not in the pod and um, blend that baby up and give it to your sweetie. I didn't know about the seeds thing when I went to work with cardamom. So I was just trying to like chop up the pods and use them. No, the pods, the, those, you don't want to chew on those. <laughs> That's just nasty. So definitely really? go for the seeds in the pods. It's <laughs> a much easier way to go. It's a little bit like vanilla. But, um, I, I love eating cardamom seeds. I like to peel them out of the pod and eat them. You know, my mom once made cinnamon rolls, but she made like cardamom rolls, like with the cardamom in them. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Right. These little things that we add to something like, you know, a a baked good or to a coffee can change their entire outcome. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. as not only like for the flavor and the experience of it, but magically speaking too, adding something like that so simply can really have a powerful effect if you do so with intention and with understanding and with, um, with focus, you know, we can turn even things just like a cinnamon roll or a cup of coffee into something really magical. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's something that a lot of people don't remember a lot of the time mm-hmm. even your bowl of oatmeal even your bowl of oatmeal right do you, do you have a oatmeal spell coming out 
<laughs> Stay tuned to Instagram. Stay tuned for the. You never know. Stuff. You never know what'll come up next. Um, now you so you do teas mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do with your teas? Do you do anything magical with your teas? It kind of depends on the morning. Um, sometimes I will whisper good intentions for the day into the tea while it's kind of brewing. Um, or, um, if I'm, I'll stir it kind of clockwise and think about something that I would like to bring in for the day, um, which is really simple. Or again, you can add little things to it, like something like cinnamon or whatnot. You you can work with either like stones or, or things like tarot cards or whatever it is that kind of carries an energy around you. And it's kind of nice to have like an old beat up sort of throwaway tarot deck that you can do this sort of stuff with because, you know, setting a hot cup of coffee down on a brand new tarot card that you want to stay in really good shape. It's probably not a good way to do that. Um, But, you know, if you're wanting to bring in something like um, like success or something like that, you know, you might bring in like, uh, you know, the Ace of Wands for like, you know, inspiration or um, if you're if you're going out that day and looking for a job, maybe like the Ace of Pentacles and then like setting your cup on top of it while it brews to kind of like pick up the energy of that. Or you can put like a stone uh, like around it or beside it, or you can put your coffee on top of a crystal grid or whatever it is that you like to do to, to charge it up with, with some sort of energy that you want to have for that day. The other thing is that coffee itself is something that we tend to have in our pantry or just around us at some point, you know, it's just something that we all have. Um, And this can really be used a lot of way in magic itself, even if it's, you know, beyond just the cup of coffee itself. So um, like if you do ancestor work or work with spirits, um, you can give coffee as an offering and that will really like wake them up and get them going. So that's a good way to kind of like energize them, get them moving, get them doing things, get them excited. And then I like to add it to some of the products that I make um, in order to add like energy or to kind of like jazz them up a little bit if I I need them to be working very quickly or if I need to have them kind of working with gusto, I'll add a little bit of coffee to them. Um, But I don't... I, I don't re- recommend adding too much of it because sometimes you can end up uh, kind of causing a little bit of nervousness in your in your spell work if you add too much of it. So so just a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it makes a really good uncrossing bath too if you throw a cup really? of coffee into it. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. Super simple, but like really helpful. This is reminding me a lot of the meme that I've seen circulating on Instagram in the past where it's a pentagram and it's like, if you want to summon me and it's just like cups of coffee, <laughs> at the five points of the pentagram. Yes. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. That is how you summon me. And I like that you mentioned giving coffee to ancestors. Um, that is like a cornerstone of um, my ancestor practices, like offering them coffee because I come from a long line of coffee drinkers. I honestly did some genealogical research and found out that my Dutch ancestors were coffee traders. Oh, so (laughs) that's super cool. Pretty wild. Yeah. Lots of coffee in the family, but yeah, it's such a great ancestor offering as well. So like giving them a little bit, you know, as you're drinking your coffee in the morning or whatever brew you're drinking Mm -hmm. um, is a great offering uh, in the morning just to be like, yo, sup, sup ancestors. How you doing? So say good morning. And it's it's something simple to do too. Like you're already pouring a cup for yourself. Might as well pour a second one, set it on the altar, say hello, call it a day. You know. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good I upkeep. think kind of today's theme is just don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate the magic. Just let it, let your life be magical. Yes. Uh, now, one of my most favorite kind of topics when it comes to everyday magic, of course, is something that we all have to do. And something that a lot of us avoid, like the plague, and that is cleaning. We all have to clean our house some to- at some point, or else they call government people on us if we don't. Um, so we, we, we have to do the cleaning. Do you, do you add any, any magicalness to the cleaning process? Oh, do I? I was actually doing my dishes before I jumped on the podcast with you today, and I use a lavender um, dish soap, Dr. Bronner's. Mm. Y'all are going to hear me talk a lot about Dr. Bronner's when it comes to household cleaning magic. 
I just got um, a huge thing of the lavender Dr. Bronner. So we are, we are on it together today. Right. It's so good. So I dilute it. Um, and in itself, to me, the Dr. Bronner soap is magical itself. Um, you don't even need to add anything to it. But sometimes if I'm feeling fancy, you know how it says on the bottle, dilute, dilute. Mm-hmm. So what I dilute it with is an herbal tea with like hyssop or more lavender or basil or like um, who else could you use? Rue or something like that. I really like hyssop though, because it has mm-hmm. this like gentle... Um, cleansing activity is powerful, but it, it's just got this nice peace, qual- peaceful quality to it because of the purple flowers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'll brew teas and dilute my Dr. Bronner's with a tea. I strain it thoroughly um, because it. Sometimes I've noticed it. The tea part of it can get a little uh, rancid after a while, mm-hmm. so you're gonna want to use it quickly. Because I did uh, a big batch actually of a rue and hyssop and basil tea and added it to some peppermint Dr. Bronner's and let it sit for too long. And it got a little stinky. So oh, no. just something to keep in mind. But uh, yeah, I love adding stuff to Dr. Bronner's and just making like household cleaners mm-hmm. and stuff is really fun and a great way. Cause it's like, you're washing your dishes every day, like for the most part. Um, but I, I hand wash my dishes. I know not everyone does that. I don't have a dishwasher. So, um, huh, that's an interesting place to go next is dishwasher magic. <laughs> dishwasher magic. I, I don't do too much magic in my dishwasher though. I did see somebody once cook a cod in their dishwasher, which I've always kind of wanted to do, but also been a little afraid of. Cause I mean, why, but no, they just took like a big old filet of cod and then just wrapped it up in tin foil and then just stuck it in their dishwasher for a cycle. And then it was cooked when they were done. Um, what? I'm so, so confused. <laughs> you, you can't do that because they get very hot in there. And as Ew. long as you have it sealed up really well in the, in the foil, um, I guess it should work. But there, there are things where I'm like, I could, but, do I, do I need to, do I want to, like if for some reason all I had was my dishwasher, I guess maybe I could cook a gourmet meal in it. Um, But when it comes to magical stuff, I have, I have certain rules with my dishwasher because, you know, I I make a lot of magical oils and stuff like that. And some of them are are good. And some of them are not super friendly oils that I want to then like, you know, once I've emptied the jars to then put the jars in with other things that I come in contact with. So I don't want to put like a, a jar that's been holding hex oil for like two months into my dishwasher with all of my other stuff. So I, I wash those on, I wash those separately in the dishwasher. And then in between I put um, like a handful of salt in the dishwasher. And then I run a, a, a blank, like a just regular load with nothing else in it just to clean it okay. out in between that yeah. way I don't cross contaminate too much. I mean, if it was like a jar that held something like Van Van oil or like something that's going to be like maybe beneficial or like, you know, I don't worry about it too much, but if it's something pretty nasty like that, that I don't want to cross contaminate, then, then I'll do that in order to kind of keep it, keep it all separate. Um, I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then too, you can add in like, um, I have, I have a magical household cleaner that I use for, everything and so sometimes i will um spray down the inside of the dishwasher with it Um, but essentially what i do is i get one of those big like several gallon size jugs of like white vinegar at the store and you like you you dump out a little bit of it because you need to make some room in the jug but so you 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 dump out a little bit and to it what i add is i take a, a whole lemon and i i peel the lemon and I put the peels into the, the the jug. And I also juice the rest of the juice into the jug as well. So it's, it's the juice of one lemon and the peel kind of sliced up into the jug. And then I also put in um, rue and uh, some rosemary into it. And then I cap it and I shake it up real good. And you pray in Our Father while you're shaking it up. And then you let it sit. And I let it sit for like at least three hours. It's best if you can let it sit overnight or for like a couple of weeks. Um, but I, I just let it sit um, for at least three hours. And then I put it into a spray bottle. Now, again, like the Dr. Bronner's, you're going to want to dilute um, using straight vinegar on some of your surfaces. It's not going to be good for them. So 
they say on the internet that when you're making like a like a white vinegar cleaner that you're supposed to dilute it like to like a quarter of the vinegar to like three quarters water um but for me i normally just do about 50 50 because i feel like it works better Mm-hmm. Um, but it works excellent as a cleaner. You can use it in your bathroom. You can use it on your countertops. You can use it everywhere. Um, and I find that it, it does a really good job of cutting through, um, cutting through negativity, cutting through bad energy, cutting through all that stuff. So not only does it actually work on like actual grime and, and, and stuff, um, but I feel like I'm also spiritually cleansing the place as well. And it's really kick-ass in a floor wash and in a bath too. So I will glug that into my, my mop water. I'll glug some of it into a spiritual bath and it will take off all the bad things. Glug, glug. Glug in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, now I need to switch up my, my home spiritual cleansing routine because I usually just dilute Dr. Bronner's into a spray bottle and add tea. Mm-hmm. vinegar, I don't really use vinegar very often. And I have cleaning vinegar in my house. And I am going to run to Bymart, my local grocery store type place and buy myself a spray bottle and spritz my walls. That's what came yes. to mind. I was like, I am going to clean these walls and get whatever resi- cause like, so like we were talking earlier in the show, I've been dealing with lots of anxiety, a bit of depression. This eclipse mm-hmm. season is just batshit crazy, etc. And when you're feeling that way, sometimes it like it sticks to the walls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced like when you're moving into a new place, you're like, holy shit, you can just feel the residual energy that the people left in the walls. Yes. And I and I feel that in my home. I'm just like, well, there's all this anxiety <laughs> just stuck to the walls. <laughs> just hanging around. <laughs> just yeah. hanging out. Uh, give it a good spray. I love that idea. Yeah, people severely underestimate what a good wall wash will do for their home. Like I know that like floor washes are a big thing, but like hit those walls too. And if you don't have time to do like all the walls, um, do like the windowsills and like the doorway, like the the, the door frames. Um things like that, that really helps to lift it. And kind of like you're talking about with the Dr. Bronner's, there are some kind of like ready-made things that are, that also kind of verge on being magical themselves. Um, a lot of cleaners, things like, um, like pine saw, especially kind of like the lemon ones or the citronella ones or whatever, um, have been used for a really long time in kind of a magical capacity to hold double duty. So if you're not able to make your own, you know, you're not into the, the glugging that we were talking about, <laughs> you can definitely, <laughs> you, you can definitely do, you know, just, buy a ready-made something or other that kind of seems magical to you. And you can Mm -hmm. add in like, maybe you have some oils or something you want to add into it or something. That's totally cool. Um, But some of them are already kind of ready to go. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you do anything with your laundry? Oh my gosh. Guess what? I, this is like what happens when you turn, when you're like in your thirties and stuff and like really basic things become super exciting. My sweetie hooked me up with a washer and dryer for $75. Yes. I know. I have a washer and dryer in my house now. I don't have to walk. It's only one block away, but it's such a hassle to have to like load all my laundry up and then put it in my truck and then drive to the laundromat and put in the quarters. It's like $3 to do a load of laundry, just the laundry part. Like the drying part is also expensive anyway. Um, so I am learning and like experimenting and I haven't done any experiments yet, but it's something I want to do adding in. I wouldn't add oils directly to the rinse mm-hmm. cycle because you know, oils leave spots on clothes. Um, adding in like a tea um, or like something that's been diluted into the rinse cycle. So like hyssop or maybe lemongrass, if I want to like clear some things out um, or like cinnamon sticks made into a tea for like Mm -hmm. luck and whatnot. Um, But that's something I have been wanting to do, but I do use, you know, kind of going back to like the Dr. Bronner's thing, um, the liquid that we use for our washing and whatnot, the dish liquid and whatnot. I use um, it's called uh, indigo wild. I think it's called Indigo Wild, but it's Zoom. Z-U-M is the name of the brand. And they make really beautiful um, scented essential oil-based laundry soaps. 
And the one mm. that I love the most is the frankincense and myrrh. So like, Ooh. yes. And it smells so good. <laughs> oh, um, but they have like, like a church. Yeah. Okay. Smell like a church. Um, they also have things like um, spearmint or sandalwood and citrus. Sandalwood and citrus would be just like fantastic for lifting the spirits and whatnot. So that's a new territory for me. But I will report back later when I get into the rinses and stuff. How about you? Those were the things that we really took for granted as children that like all living spaces came with a washer and dryer. Right. And now as an adult, like the one thing that I want the most in this world is a washer and dryer. <laughs> like that would that would that would change a lot of things for me personally. Um, oh my gosh, it does. Like when it comes to laundry stuff, or I mean, like laundry and dishes. I think both. Anytime that you are going to have something that touches a lot of people in the household, that a lot of people in the household come in contact with, we have a huge opportunity to sort of. Um, work magic in these avenues. So especially if the house, you know, there's a lot of quarreling happening with your family, you know, people are not being respectful of one another. People are are being crabby with each other. Um, I think working with the laundry or working with the dishes or the dishwater is a really great way to sort of um, affect great change as far as that is concerned, because those are very kind of communal things that we work with. You know, everyone shares the towels, everybody shares the same dishes, you know, things like that. So that if we, work magic on them. It's going to be very helpful. Um, So making sure that everything first is like very cleansed. And then of course, adding in like really nice things that we think will be helpful. So like, you know, we can do things like make little baggies, you know, full of herbs and then like, you know, tie them real tight so that they're not getting loose in the, in the dryer. But then like, so if you maybe make like a little sachet of like, um, like some lavender and some rosemary and then throw it in the dryer with them so that it kind of like imparts that sort of energy to them as, as they dry and, and kind of work themselves out. I think that would be lovely. Um, Mm -hmm. And when there's quarreling communication issues, I always look first at the dining room table, like the, the dinner table. What does it look like? Is it covered in everybody's crap? Like, is it just nasty? Like, you know, I, I go there first clean that off. And I make, um, I, I make a different kind of wash for that. So I, I would use, you know, either that vinegar one that I was just talking about, or for something like this, um, I would mix up some like, um, some like holy water with some laundry bluing and like a little bit of salt. Um, and then use that to clean off the, the top of the dining table in order to kind of like open that space back up and kind of get that, because it's it's a it's a huge representation of your family, kind of the dinner table. So making sure that it's clean, making sure that it's accessible, making sure that it's a place where people can sit down together and share a meal and whatnot, um, is is really important. So that's that's kind of the way that I go about a few of those things. Um, I like that. If you're having marital or relationship issues, I always recommend um, doing the sheets um, in a special way. You know, I'm making sure that we we clean them up, but then. Um, you know, either putting in something like an herbal thing into the dry with them while they're fluffing up or or sometimes you can do things like add like a little bit of rose water to the iron when you're ironing them, like, and put a lot of like tender love and care in them. Like, you know, normally I am not a person that would iron my sheets, but if I'm having some sort of relationship issue, maybe, maybe I would because a little extra, extra love put onto that probably couldn't hurt. Yeah, ironing the sheets. I never would have thought of that, to be honest with you, because I don't iron my sheets either. I'm just like, rip them out of the dryer and throw them on the bed. Throw them on. I grew up Um, with Martha Stewart playing in the background, so I know that some people do the sheet ironing. (laughs) My grandmother used to iron everything. Um, Bless her heart. Um, The other thing with laundry magic is um, there's those dryer balls that you can get. They're made of wool. And you can put oils on those because the oils will get absorbed into the dryer ball oh. itself and like not transfer onto your clothes. And then you can just like dry your clothes that way and it will impart a scent, but also just like the energetic vibe of whatever it is you're using. That's a good idea. Yeah. I need to get some of those. Well, I first I need to get a dryer and then I need to get some of those. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> you'll get your dryer and your washer. One day. Dare to dream. Um, now the other thing that I find most of us have to do, and you even brought it up a little bit in your laundry situation is 
we have to drive. Most of us in some form or another have to deal with a vehicle and how vehicles, especially during a time like now with the Mercury retrograde, like uh, vehicles can be just the bane of people's existence. <laughs> do you, do you have any magic that you work on your vehicle? You know, I do very basic magic on my truck. I got a great little Nissan Frontier, who I love, four-wheel drive, take me into the mountains. It's my silver steed. You look good in it. So what I like to do is get a protection oil, and I do a five-point anointing on each side, and I go in a clockwise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I'm, mo- <laughs> I'm, I'm like motioning. I'm like, am I going clockwise? <laughs> So I do it in clockwise and then I, you know, I get on top. I don't climb on top, but I get, I get to where I can reach the top of my truck. Um, Mm. Or I just do it on the hood and um, just say a simple prayer. If I'm feeling really fancy, I will take a candle and I will burn a candle in my truck. Um, Mm. I have, you know, a canopy on the back of my truck, so I'll burn it in there or in the cab, but I'm, I'm very careful because obviously you don't want to set your vehicle on fire. Y'all definitely not. You you really want to watch the candle. You want to be there. (laughs) So, um, but I also do things like, um, so Mm. my, everyone's dashboard is a little different. I kind of create an altar, you know, in a way, like I just put stones and feathers and things that I find, but, uh, I have a lot of stones in my truck as well, which I think gives it a nice, um, grounding, stabilizing energy. Mm-hmm. And then you gave me a St. Christ- Christopher medallion. I did. Yes. So I have a St. Christopher medallion hanging in my truck as well. And then I have a little leather pouch that I put herbs into and I'll put like uh, recently, uh, y'all. I'm growing potted plants. Crazy, I know. Um, I thought you were gonna say you were growing pot, and I was like, get it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do the marijuana. Too much anxiety. Um, <laughs> and uh, I took a sprig of rue and I put that on my dashboard uh, this weekend while I was driving around in the mountains just to stay safe. So those I are like the little. That little things I do with my truck. There's probably more I could do, but those are just some of the basic things. And I Mm -hmm. really, you know, prayer too, especially around this mercury retrograde shit. Um, sometimes I'm driving along and I'm like, if my check engine light comes on, I am (laughs) not today, Satan, not (laughs) Not today. today. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And we always, of course, want to make sure that if we're, if we're putting things in our car, that they are relatively secure in the, in the case of an accident, or I, I once thought it, it goes around on the internet every so often. There's this, some girl somewhere decided to decorate her steering wheel by gluing crystals to it. And it looked really pretty. And she's like, yay, now I get to charge up every time I go for a drive and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, except when that airbag goes off, your steering wheel then becomes a claymore. And that's just not, it's not a good idea. So we want to make sure, of course, that we're securing things and we're not creating um, shrapnel inside of our car. Right. Um, making sure. Um, I do I do like to do some kind of protection things, especially like if I'm traveling. Um, I, I found out one day kind of by accident because I'm very much into this like gorilla sort of magic where you use just whatever's around you. But a saint card is approximately the same size as the inside of an empty Altoids container. And so one time we were, we were driving somewhere and it was really icy and it was really snowy. And for some reason we had to go. I can't remember when this was exactly, but I remember being a bit freaked out. So what I did was I had a St. Christopher prayer card And I put him in the Altoid tin and then I put like other stuff in with it to make like a little St. Christopher travel altar that we set on the dashboard of the car. Um, And I had most of the time it facing out forwards, like in front of us so they could like clear the way or, or see what was going on or, or whatever. Um, But, but that was, that was a good way to go. And then it just closes up and then it just goes in the glove compartment. I love that. A little mobile altar. Just a little teeny altar. And then that way too, like, you know, when we got to like our hotel room or whatever, then I could, you know, I could just pull it out and, you know, use it there in the hotel room and then pack it away again. And it doesn't take up much space. So for traveling, making little things like that is really helpful. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. 
I do occasionally, I have been asked a couple of times to do a car cleansing for people who had just bad car luck. You know, people who are like, it's been a year and I've had five flat tires, like, or I've gotten into like six wrecks in the last two years. Like I, bad, bad stuff is going on. So sometimes you do need to cleanse your car, especially if you're buying it used or, or secondhand. Um, you'd be surprised actually how many cars people get that are haunted by previous owners who really love their cars, especially people who are into like vintage, like muscle cars or whatever, like really specific, you know, 19... 56 Mustang. I don't know. I don't speak car at all. Like I don't, I don't even know. I'm not sure what the make and model of the car I drive is. So, um, but, <laughs> but, but when you, when you're, when you're in kind of the car culture, when you're buying them, you know, sometimes they can be haunted. Sometimes they can have very intense emotional attachments from people on them. So, you know, doing a cleansing on your car, you can get in there with some, you know, cleansing incense, some sort of smoke, um, if you don't want to smoke out the inside of your car, you can use like either oils or, or things like Florida water or whatever on it to cleanse it. And then of course, do, do a protection, you know, you, like you were talking about, you can anoint it with some protection oils. You can dust it with a protection powder, um, whatever. But I, I find that I don't, uh, well, I, I, I find that I do more mental magic when it comes to the car. Mm-hmm. So I used to drive, oh God, I used to drive a red Jeep Wrangler. That was my first car ever with the soft top. It was so cute. I loved it. It was, I was just so gay. Um, and I unfortunately had a habit of leaving my keys in the ignition in downtown Portland. So I used to teach at a fitness studio in the Pearl District. And so I would be, parked in downtown Portland where everyone was getting their windows smashed in all this stuff. And I would leave the keys in the ignition of this car. And I had like a huge key ring with like 17 keys on it. And so it was very easy to spot from the outside of the car. Mm -hmm. And in order to break into my car, all you had to do was unzip it (laughs) and then you would be inside the car. So, and I would leave it there for hours while I was working and not realize that I had left them in the ignition until I got there. Well, what I would do before I would leave, and for some reason I always remembered to do this and I didn't remember to actually check that I had my keys, um, was I would envision it kind of encircled by like a protective ring of like golden white light. And so I would take a minute to do that and then just kind of declare that it was protected. I would come back and the car in front of me or the car behind me had been broken into, but my car, which also the back of it was full of boxes of my crap, um, was untouched. Wow. So never underestimate that mental magic or like, you know, if you're driving somewhere and you're like, you know what, there's a lot of traffic. I'm feeling kind of anxietous, you know, just visualize a protective bubble around your car. And I like to do things in it too, like maybe program into the the bubble some awareness so that, you know, other drivers around me that maybe come in contact with that energy field, maybe put down their phones or pay attention a little bit more or things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, very fancy, but these little things can be very helpful. Yes, yes. The other thing, uh, man, I'm just on this Dr. Bronner's kick. Um, (laughs) Because I'm like, let's go back to washes. So if you do buy a new vehicle or if you just want to spruce your vehicle up. Now, I I rarely, I like have literally never washed my truck and I just don't do it. But I was thinking... I really do want to add some protection or like do some cleansing and protection, giving your car a good scrub um, with some like infused Dr. Bronner's and add a couple of oil or drops of like a uh, protection oil or van van or road opener, you know, something like that could be a really great way to um, just really spruce your vehicle up. And then like using, um, what is it like a da- like people who are really go the extra mile <laughs> pun intended with their <laughs> with their vehicle and they use the dashboard oil like the oil to like cl- keep it clean and shiny you could add a drop of like road opener to that or whatever oil you want to use and like polish the inside of it because like my truck is covered in dog hair and mud and i like it that way <laughs> as it should be <laughs> as it should be absolutely, absolutely. oh you owe me a coke <laughs> oh i do i'm gonna go buy some coke oh wait no different thing um 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I am into that. I am very much into a wash whenever I can use a wash because I am one of those people that I'm like, if I can do six things at once and get them all done together, perfect. You know, wash my car and cleanse it and protect it all in one go. Let's do it. Like, Mm -hmm. very into it. Mm -hmm. My uh, Virgo friend recently had the inside of his car detailed. I was like, of course you would. (laughs) I was like, he spent $300 having the interior of his car detailed. And I was like, you, you silly Virgo. I wouldn't want somebody all up in my car like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have privacy issues. I I need my car detailed because it's disgusting. But no, I wouldn't want nobody up in there. Mm-mm. Yeah. Alrighty. What is next for our daily magic stuff? Uh, magic for the workplace, which seems so far away after this whole COVID thing, like an office and a cubicle is like, what even was that world? I used to right. live the cubicle life in which I worked a whole lot of magic in because the cubicle life is just a terrible life that requires a lot of magic. Um, but Yes, office spaces, workspaces all require a little bit of magic because we need good boundaries around them. We need good open energy in them. And it's a space that we spend most of our time, especially if you are a nine to five person sitting in your office all day or at a desk. Um, this is an area that we spend a lot of time in. So making sure that it is it is functioning properly in energetic terms um, is is really important. Do you, do you do anything for like your, your work desk or your work area? Oh, I do. So I work from home. I, the table that I'm sitting at currently is my work table. So where I I podcast from and it's also my altar. Mm -hmm. So I have skulls, a picture of my mama who's passed um, my Venus statue. I have all of these things around me and I do burn candles Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders candles, uh, or you can just make your own fixed candle, um, mm-hmm. poke some holes in it, put some like clarity oil in it. If you're, you know, at your workspace. Um, I also burn incense at my desk. Uh, I keep a bundle of sage, which it is not with me right now, but I keep a bundle of sage and juniper to burn whenever I'm just feeling like I need to kind of like get the gunk off of me. And I keep flower essences on hand. Um, But that's in like, I have stones. Like right now I'm looking at a giant chunk of serpentine that a friend of mine gave me. It's gorgeous. It's green and iridescent. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of like what I have going on in my workspace, but I keep this room tidy. Yep. Very important to keep it like it, it it gets cluttered for sure. Like right now it's cluttered, but I keep it. I maintain it staying fairly clean and making sure all my plants are watered and happy because mm-hmm. I really like having plants in my workspace. So that's kind of what I got going on. How about you? I love that. It's It kind of depends on the situation. So like for, for my personal work where I'm doing a lot of writing, I of course have my writing desk that I, I keep a very certain way. Um, but also I like to have things near me for inspiration. So like if I'm doing a lot of writing, um, I like to keep um, a book by an author that I really respect near me, just like on, on the desk, either just like beside me or like on top of it or something um, in, in just kind of a hopes that something, some of their ability or, or inspiration or insight will kind of rub off on me. So for a long time, I had um, a copy of one of Anne Rice's books. Um, sometimes I, I switch around to another one. Um, I think right now I have a Stephen King novel on, on my writing desk. Um, but th- those are kind of little things that I feel like do help in some way, um, or at least give me like a sounding board of being like, okay, what would what would Stephen King do like, you know, with this plot, like if I get stuck or something like that, it definitely does help. And I did, I I did make a candle. I haven't made, I have the stuff to make one for me. I haven't done it yet, but I made it for um, my friend Z who is over at ghosts and hose podcast. Highly recommend love them over there. She is a writer as well. She's super talented. And both her and I are very big fans of a writer named Michelle McNamara, um, who was a true crime writer, um, nonfiction. And though I came to know Michelle um, after her death, because she she died not long ago, 
her writing is so absurdly good that even like from the other side, I, I feel her like challenging me to be a better writer just by how good she was. And so like by reading her work, um, both both me and Z kind of feel very similar ways about her kind of making us better writers. And so I made her a little um, novena candle that was a Michelle McNamara, um, like memorial one with a little prayer on it. And I sent it to mm-hmm. her for her birthday. And so I'm going to make one too and kind of light it while I'm doing my writing in hopes that it works. So so whatever it is that, that you do for for work, there is somebody who came before you that was really good at it. You know, even if you're like an accountant, I'm sure that there's a famous accountant somewhere or a famous numbers person or, or something that, that might be helpful in, in what you do. Um, so definitely feel free to kind of lean on, on those who came before you. And also when it comes to a work environment, especially like an office or like a corporate environment, you got bitches. Bitches are going to be in there. There's someone who's in your business or, or talking about you or meddling in something or another. When you have those, I like to really use um, oregano. Oregano is super good. It's something most of us have in our cupboard, and it's really good at keeping away meddling, troublesome individuals. So I like to use it like in my law stay away work to keep away narcs or like whatever. But if, if you're in an office situation, you can powder the oregano. Like if you have like a coffee grinder and just your regular store-bought oregano, throw it in there for like two seconds. It comes out into a fine powder and you can just kind of dust either like the doorway of your office or just kind of sprinkle it across the entrance to your cubicle, whatever it is. Um, and that will just help kind of helicoptery people just leave you alone. I, I find that that's a really great way to go. Yes, I love that. So I'm sorry, while you were talking, I was doing a little bit of research. Did you find And Oh, okay. So we were talking about the writing life and like having our writing spaces and whatnot. And since I shared at the beginning of the podcast, uh, this episode that I'm writing a book that's been on the mind is like creating a mm. writing altar and honoring um, those who have come before me who were very creative and whatnot. And um, there is a great Etsy shop called Dearly Beloved PDX, and you can find them on Etsy. And they create Novena candles with like David Bowie on it, Freddie Mercury, like all the, all the people, Prince, etc. And creating a altar space for your like creative pursuits being supported by say someone, someone like uh, David Bowie. I've had David Bowie not to brag, but he's shown up in my dreams at least three times. <laughs> and we've always been like hanging out. And even one time I, it was really cool. I was like going to this food co-op and I was wearing like Birkenstocks with sandals. It was an outfit I would not normally wear. And I was wearing this black blazer and I'm walking along the, the store aisles and I run into David Bowie and we both look at each other and we're wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> and we're both just like, ah, Yeah. <laughs> But um, anyway, that aside, I have been working to create an altar or a space, a shrine to my favorite writers. And one of them is Henry Miller. So what I've done is um, I have a book on order from eBay where he has signed the book. Uh And I I really wanted his signature. And this all came to me in like a download. I was like, you get a book with his signature in it and you set a candle and you get a picture of him in a picture frame. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to be doing is creating this shrine to uh, Henry Miller. And hopefully someday I can go to Big Sur, California and go to his museum, his old home, which they turned into a library slash museum. He's such a phenomenal writer. Um, but yeah, so like with your workspace, creating a shrine, it doesn't have to be to a writer. Um, it doesn't have to be writerly. It could be to a famous painter or, mm-hmm. you know, just somebody who was um, an intellectual or whatever field of work that you're in, a nurse, or something like mm-hmm. that, um, to create this little space to bring spirit into your work. Yeah, I love that. And I'll mm-hmm. have to check out that that Novana Candle place because I'm always looking for a for like my little writer's desk, I think I'm going to have to um, make this one myself, like the Michelle McNamara one, but I want a Michelle McNamara one and I want a Shirley Jackson one. And 
how do, how do you feel personally on the Novena candles to people who are still alive? I, I can't decide how I feel about it. I know that's a little weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it either because, you know, I don't know. That's kind of strange. One thing I would think, like, I actually um, reached out to an author that I really respect. They're living. And I got a response back from them. And they're, like, communicating with me. So wow. I'm, I'm working with them in that way. Um, and they're communicating with me. So I'm just like, okay, I, you've given me your support. Like, great. Like, this is going to boost my work and encourage me and whatnot. So, like, I know some authors or, like, people out there in the world, like, you know, if we tried to reach out to Rihanna, probably not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just doing what we can, I guess, to bring their energy in. But I don't know about a Novena candle because it does have a little bit of a connotation of, like, ancestors. Right? Like, I, had, I don't want to, like, light a Stephen King candle and then write the best book ever and then have him have, like, major, like, writer's block, like... I'm just sucking his power out or something like that. I don't want to do that. And I, I have such a weird relationship with Stephen King because I, I respect him as a writer, but I don't necessarily like his material a lot of the time Same. where Same. I'm like, I, I respect how into this you are and the fact that you like your, your ability to do the writing. But a lot of the time I'm like, bro, shut up, but still. Um, right. But yeah, things like that would be good. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I'll do a Steven, but I definitely want to do a Shirley Jackson and finish my Michelle McNamara candle. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So what else can we do to keep the environment balanced in our, in our workspace? Because, you know, not everybody works in an office. Like my sweetie, for example, works at a wood mill. He pulls planks of wood oh. off of a giant chain. And so it's a lot of movement, a lot of activity, and stuff and um a i recommended danger i feel like yes it's a very dangerous job <laughs> and he does not get paid nearly enough to do what the work that he does um in my opinion but like per, yeah putting oils on before you go to work or you know doing a bit of shoe magic which you can reference our shoe magic episode yes um, shoe magic is great for offices and work stuff mm -hmm. yeah i love yeah that. I'm also looking up, so I, I highly recommend keeping your workspace cleansed, especially if you're in like an office with other people, or you're working with other people, or or like kind of like in your, in your sweetie's um, kind of situation where it might be kind of dangerous as well. Um, keeping everything very, very cleansed as far as energy is concerned is going to be really helpful just to ward off anything bad. Um and so there is something that I was taught a long time ago, and I'm looking up the details on it. Um, there is something. Um, so in, in some paths of feng shui, um, we have something called cures, which are supposed to help kind of clean up bad energy. And so there is a saltwater cure that they use for like, so say like you just got a new office and the person before you who was there got like really sick and died and now you have their office or had like a really bad falling out with the company and it's just just bad bad energy all around in it you can do something like this and I'm, I'm trying to find the exact um the exact directions but essentially you take like a a glass um probably like like a large glass and you put um a large amount of salt in it so it's not necessarily just like make like a little bit of salt water. Oh, here we go. It says add a layer of sea salt to the bottom of your non-metal container. You can fill it up to about a quarter of the container. So like a, a good amount of salt. Um, and then you use, a lot of times they tell you to use um, the Chinese coins that you can find at some craft stores. Um, I have also been told that you can do it with dimes, but um, I, I think it kind of depends on who you ask. But they say to place the coins one by one on top of the uh, on top of the, the the salt itself so this is before you add the water um, and you use six of them and you're supposed to put them yang side up um, so that would be the side with like kind of like the four Chinese characters on them if you're using them and then you fill it up the rest of the way with fresh water and then you leave it there all year and 
you want to put it normally in a place where it won't be disturbed, where nobody will touch it, where it won't be moved. So if I'm, um, if I have like a really stable desk, I might kind of set it in a very back corner where it's not going to be tipped over or anything like that. And you add water to it a little bit, um, as you go during the year. And as it works, it creates like this big, crazy crystal structure on the glass. It, it just like, it, it just kind of like takes over the glass and, and like dries out and crystallizes all over and stuff. And it looks really cool, but it's, it's, it's a way that people um, really kind of transmute that bad energy that might be lingering in the space. I like that a lot. That's very cool. Yeah. So yeah, these are all just very simple things that we can do. And of course, you know, there's always crystals and stuff that you can throw out if you don't want to do like a year long feng shui salt cleanse thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, these are all things that you can do just to make your everyday life a little bit better. Yes, and a little bit more magic. So go to your local store, get yourself a spray bottle, some Dr. Bronner's and some vinegar and get to work. Fix your life. Fix your life. Alrighty, y'all. Remember... Do witchcraft. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.